Welcome back to part two of the Pit Stop Podcast with Will Buxton, the finale episode. I uh, hope you've enjoyed Hang on, hang uh? on, hang on, hang on. Something doesn't feel right. Why? Hang on. Play the Christmas music. Oh. Welcome back to Pit Stop Podcast with Will <laughs> Buxton. This is part two. We hope you enjoy it. The finale episode. It's been an amazing year. Give the podcast five stars review. Hit the follow button. And I hope you enjoy the last part two of the season. Enjoy it, guys, because we're never coming back. Ever. Okay, we're back. How's your year been? Long. Uh, it's been great. It's been really... Look, I, I love doing this. And, and it was nice this year. I got to kind of reduce the number of races I did. Yeah. So I did half the races on site. I did a quarter of them back at base doing commentary. And then I took a quarter <laughs> off, which is great because I'm getting old. So <laughs> it was nice to have a bit of time <laughs> Never too old. Never too Never old. Never too old. No, no, no. I, honestly, I loved it. I really, really enjoyed it. And, and I thought it was a great year. Like loads of interesting stories, loads of stuff mm. going on in the background. Racing was good. Um, yeah, I, honestly, I loved it. I loved every single second of it. It's just been, it's been great. It's been really, really fun. It's been, when we first spoke to you, we'd never been in the paddock or we didn't know anyone else in the sport. And it's so strange, the thought of like now we'll have so many mutual friends. Yeah, it's mad, isn't it? Like, it's mad. But that's what's lovely with Formula One is it's just it's a big traveling circus. Yeah, yeah. it really is. We figured that out. And now. you get to know people <coughs> and, and you're introduced to friends of friends and then they're your friends. And mm. and, you, and just everybody that you meet along the way and you get to the end of the year and like you've met 500 people. We, most, of, most of whom you know is mate. Yeah, it's um, yeah. yeah. because no mate. names. I'm so bad with names. I think, who was it? Someone said that they have a, at least 100 people. Red Bull have like 100 people on, on, on a race weekend. Like just Red Bull alone. And you've got 10 teams. There's 1,000 people there for us yeah. to try and talk to. Well, it helps that they have their name on their shirt. For most, most of the time. <laughs> yeah, although, I, although, I, I don't know if you ever heard this story. One of the first American Grand Prix, the, the governor of Texas, uh, was brought to the, brought to the race mm. and was told the same thing. Like, you know, don't worry. Most of the people have got their names written on their shirts. So he was introduced to Christian uh, at Red Bull, went up to him and he was just like, hey, Pepe, how are you doing? Because they were sponsored by Pepe Jeans. <laughs> 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 oh my days. That's so bad. I knew that's what you were going to say. They were going to walk up to someone from Ferrari and say, like, hey, Shell, or something like that. Yeah, that's amazing. Absolutely. Exactly Christian. Yeah. So, 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 yeah. Christian or Pepe, as he's known to the governor of Texas. That's a joke. No, yeah, what year? We went on the grid for the first time. Oh, man. Isn't we, that a buzz? We saw you on there. Yeah. You were running around with the microphone. Like, we're around, like you said, yeah. every time we've seen you, it has been a flying stop. It's crazy. But that's yeah. the thing. When you're there, you're like, you're properly working. You're doing something cool. A lot of the time, we're just drinking. hanging some, but, out, but, drinking. But, no, but that's great because like, you get to kind of immerse yourselves in it and, and enjoy the, the, the grandeur mm. of it and, and the spectacle of it. And, and sometimes, you know, you do get lost in, you're so concentrated on work, you don't stop to appreciate how brilliant this is and I, yeah. I every day I come into the paddock I have a massive smile on my face because it's the greatest job in the world and it's this yeah. thing that I love yeah. to do and it's all I wanted to do since I was a kid so I'm I'm living my dream and absolutely loving it but and I still get that absolute rush of adrenaline and joy every time I walk in the paddock or I get to do a grid walk or something like that it's incredible mm. and you should you should appreciate it and take time to and uh, you know to realize how amazing it is like standing on a grid before a grand prix yeah it's like being in the changing rooms before you know the world cup final it's yeah. it's mental mm. it's absolutely insane 
It's so good to hear that from you. I don't think anyone could do this job and, and show up and be miserable. I think you can miss home quite yeah, a lot. Yeah, oh, totally. And mm. I think it can get probably quite grueling. Like, we did four races this year. We were like, we did four. We did four like, races. Yeah. yeah, Will did 24. <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's, it is strange. Like, I love being at home, but I think next year we just want to do... I think we'll do like 10 races. Hopefully. You're young enough to be able to do it and, and like it not matter in the time yeah. zones. I, I don't think and... everyone in that paddock, though, is out till like the times we've been out. No, we, but that, we've but... hit it quite hard. Mm. And you should. That's what it's about. You know, enjoy it. Make the most of it. To Take those opportunities. That's and how just... we get our guests. And if we didn't party, there's no way we would have had half the guests Oh, you on can say anything you want after a few jugs. Absolutely. I literally... I I remember standing in a club with David Croft chatting absolute shite to him for an hour and then right at the end I was like do you want to come on the pod he was like yeah yeah let's go let's go yeah but that's that's it's it's lovely and there is that kind of Sunday night let your hair down go out for a few beers and Mm. it's it's yeah it's nice and again it's that that traveling circus mentality you know everyone knows each other and it's it's nice to just be able to let your hair down at the end of it it's great you're back letting your hair down for Christmas now yeah what does a Will Buxton Christmas look like Chilled. What have you got planned? Very, very chilled. Got some time with my daughter, which I'm super excited about. Um, and then, yeah, family Christmas. Just very relaxed. Not going to get up too much. Just going to sleep. Like eat, that's and, the, eat and sleep. That's the yeah. That's the big thing. <laughs> eat, sleep, um, catch up. You know, because you get to the end of the season and your body catches up with you because mm. you've spent the last ten months bouncing between time zones and getting ill but not letting it affect you and just yeah. kind of pushing through. And so normally the first day after you get home, mm. and it used to be Brazil used to be the last race, and there was a flight that left at like midnight, and everyone would get on the flight absolutely knackered fly home, land Monday morning at a bitterly cold Heathrow mm. and everyone would get off the plane and look like death because the, because the post-season cold had kicked in on the flight and mm. everybody stepped off that plane just minging, like absolutely <laughs> disgusting. Um, and that it's kind of, it's a bit different now because we finish it in, you know, lovely warm Abu Dhabi and sometimes people will take a couple of days and just chill mm. out in Dubai yeah. or something before they come home. But for the most part, as soon as the season ends and you down tools, body just goes right i'm checking out i'm checking out for 10 days like we are done like that's it that's it and especially now because you know the calendar is so much i started and it was 16 races a year when did you start i started my first year i went the end of 2002 at formula one magazine so my first full proper year was 2003 and was that taking you to to the races yeah i do two or three races a year back Mm. then i was a staff writer at formula one magazine so i get let out every now and then to I do a lot of testing. I'd get mm. sent to testing because back in those days, testing was unlimited. So right. now it's just like three days before the start of the season and everyone's on the mm. same track at the same time. Back when I started, unlimited. So Ferrari would be testing at Fiorano or Mugello with three cars. And Williams and Toyota would be at Paul Ricard and uh, Jordan and Minardi and somebody else would be testing at Barcelona. And they'd do two days there and then they'd go to another track and do four days there with like three or four drivers. Mm. And they were testing constantly, constant, 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 constant. So if you work for a magazine back when magazines were a thing. Um, and it's been know, a while now. I know, it's been a while. One reporter would be out in France. One reporter would be in Italy. One reporter would be in Spain going to all the testing days, getting the lap times down, comparing notes at the end. And then, you know, each month you'd have, or each week if it was autosport, you'd have all the testing times and you'd have to compare between tracks, 
different times a day, all this to try and create some picture of who might be competitive and who might not be competitive. And you wouldn't really know until the first race of the year. Mm. Now everybody's on the same track, same day, same time, same everything. You've got more of an idea. But back then, like, just go and do whatever you wanted. I like this, though, because it's going hand in hand with the budget cap. It's bringing the teams closer together. Exactly. And with the number of races there are as well, you couldn't do unlimited testing. Yeah. Not not under a budget cap. It'd It'd be impossible. They used to have separate test teams and race teams. So as soon as, you know, the race team would be in... Um, Monaco and the test team had already set up at Paul Ricard. Oh. So driving, you drive or drive from Barcelona to Monaco and you'd stop in at, at Ricard on the way for a three day test and then end up in Monaco. And that sounds like a little road trip, doesn't yeah, it? That sounds like something we would do. That's what we're going to do next year. <laughs> Is that what got, so I spent a year living in a camper van driving from race to oh, race. Oh, you're going to love what we're working we we really We've got big plans. What are well. you guys doing next year then? Well. Go on, let Jake Come explain. Come on, what's the plan? What's the he really loves explaining I don't it. know whether we're a million percent doing it yet because there's, there's conversations going on behind the scenes that I can't really say about. But ultimately, the plan is obviously to go to every race. But we plan on driving there. And we plan on having like our own, it'll be like a TV show. We're, we're, we're turning this into cool. like a proper show. Like a pit stop road trip, Top Gear-esque, but much better. Like we'll take a guest love with it. us. We'll stop off and draw a lo- load of fucking cool stuff, whether oh it be someone God. from a picture So like we would driver. love to be That's like driving huge. through France and then we stop off as a caravan, we knock on the door and it's you. Yes. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Yeah, 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 yeah. Or, I, you know, or you're going through Europe and uh, and you just happen upon my favourite restaurant that, uh, you know, that's yeah. sitting in. It's like, come on in, boys. Well, let's exactly. have, let's I have some love dinner. That. Exactly I would that. love that. It'd be huge. It's got, it's, that is honestly really fun. So I did that for a year, um, driving from race to race before the days of sat nav so i had like you know the oh, big, on an actual the map big road how road on books. earth did anyone get by without a sat how do you actually Honestly. use a map i used to have to Massive. write down the instructions for my mum like turn off junction 17 like. there used to be a website called via michelin where you would basically it was early sat nav so you would say i'm going from here to here and it would give you like directions yeah yeah so like the sat nav but you'd have to print it out so you're reading the directions <laughs> as you're driving you know like <laughs> dangerous um, and it was that's how I got around Europe. But it's lovely because you know you've got ten days. Yeah. So you know, first race was in Imola. Okay, I know I've got ten days to get to Barcelona. So where do I want to go in between? And you, I'd look at the route and go, oh, I can go to Pisa today and go and mm. see the Leaning Tower. That's true. And dreamy. I can go and do this and that. And then you just you make a beautiful little European road trip going going all the way through. But it was easier in those days. There were like twelve European races and four or five. I was going to say ten abroad. days in between a race. Like you're yeah, lucky. Oh, ten if days. You got... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not not like two like yeah. now. Yeah, um, yeah. Fuck. But it's 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 so fun and it's. It, it's a, it's a wonderful way to do a season. You'll love it. Yeah, mm. for the American races, I want to just like fly into like New York, hire a car, and drive, and drive it. across America. Yeah, I, I mean, good luck, yeah, good luck with that. That's that's a long way <laughs> from New York. <laughs> I forget how big New York is. Yeah, yeah, how, big yeah, big, is. how big America yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. That's the mad thing because people are like, "Why has America got three races?" And you're like, "Okay, so the distance between each race." is like wider than the whole continent of Europe. It's insane. It's completely mad. But yeah, no, that's good. And you guys did Vegas. I haven't even been to, oh, haven't been Vegas. to Vegas since the race was announced. Was Vegas. it good? Mate, you're, gonna it was be, you're going to Vegas next year. Yeah, of course. Okay, big party. But yeah, Vegas is yeah, yeah, yeah. there. Well, we found out too, this year has been, for us, everything has been last minute. Because obviously, as you can imagine, when we had you on, the season was about to start. Yeah. We just launched a pod. No one was going to book us for anything mid-season. They had people sign for everything and people book for races and then out of nowhere as soon as if anything came in for us this year it was because someone had dropped out or something had gone wrong with what happened and two days before they're like can you boys get to vegas and we're like 
Yep. Fuck yeah. Like, yeah let's course. go. Let me check my diary. Yeah. Yeah, um, we're good. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then out of nowhere, when we're in Vegas, actually F1, we're like, do you want to interview the boys? And we were like, yeah, I'm real. We had Russell Checo. Yeah. Yeah, it was really put on last minute. And the whole F1 team were unreal. That was the first time we'd ever actually worked with F1. Yeah, and they're, done good, something with they're them, a good team, aren't they? Which mm. was cool. They put us on their YouTube. And then, yeah. then we went on their Instagram the other day, F1 Arcade. Yeah, we've yeah, had yeah, two yeah, F1 yeah, features. Yeah. We're celebrating all of that shit. That's yes. really cool. But you have to, I mean, the, when you look back on this year, what you guys have achieved is, is incredible. And I love what you guys do. Like, I love the part. That's why I, I wanted to come on right at the start. Because your whole concept, your whole notion of... We don't understand a fucking thing. So, 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 but what's great is, you know, there are so, this sport can seem so large and, and so scary when you come at it as a newcomer mm. that to have people like you guys saying, right, we're completely blindsided by mm. this as well. Mm. Let's learn together. Yeah. I love that. So that's why I, you know, I leap to your defense, like on socials when you guys yeah, are getting crap. We because, say, but, man. No, but because like, like what you guys are doing is brilliant because there are, millions of people who feel exactly the way that you guys do which yeah. is and what you what you're doing is saying let's learn together mm. you know let's go at this and you know no i'm not going to know who won the you know 1968 formula one world championship but do you have to to enjoy the sport it fangio wasn't it not 68 <laughs> 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 it, it could have looked really good get out it could have looked good get out you've learned nothing um, but but you know look i like i like watching football i like the premier league mm. could i tell you who won the 1968 first division as it won back then no i couldn't yes, does that mean exactly. i don't have the right to enjoy football no it doesn't yeah. like there's that's a lot how of, i compare it as well there's a lot yeah. of gatekeeping which i hate i really i hate that it's like you're not allowed to like our sport well actually yeah you are everyone's allowed to like this sport and everyone had a first race everyone exactly even the people who know every single thing about this sport had a first grand prix that mm. they watched where they knew nothing nothing but mm. it comes with, with, with time. And, but that doesn't stop you from enjoying it. You can watch a Grand Prix and not have a clue who anyone is, where they're from, what their histories are, even where the bloody track is. It doesn't matter. Mm. You can watch a race and enjoy it. And that's, that's, the, that's the great thing about this, this game, about this sport. It's why we wanted to get you on, because you were a first guest. And that really it put us on a platform to then get better guests. Like really, if, oh, it, yeah. if, if we if, hadn't, if, well, you couldn't have got much worse. But I've got to say that you you gave us that kind of creditable kind of tag, which yeah, then like, we needed people to be would come on because like I mean every email that we wrote trying to get guests it was like Will Buxton bold. Like, oh, we had Will, we've had Will, we've had Will. Yeah, that yeah. probably that probably sort of stopped you getting guests. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like oh god, no. There's a few people guess. that turn around were like nah. Mm, yeah, maybe not. We were thinking about it, but now you said Will definitely. To be fair, literally the day after we'd filmed, you went to the Wings for Life. And we were speaking to Christian and we were like, oh yeah, Christian, come on a pub. We just did Will Bucks then. And the first thing Christian said was, oh, I bet he spoke a lot. Love it. And we were done. Love it. So Love it. That's good. That's what we needed. We needed. <laughs> like, That's great. It, to be fair, in the, in what you said about like um, gatekeeping and that, we what's made me feel great about it is when we have the drivers on so like when we've had oscar on dragovic on all the people that are in the sport that people want to hear from loads they finish the pod with us and the first thing they say of us is like that was the best thing we've ever done like it was the most easy media we've ever done they love it yeah. like they love coming on this show which is why we have drivers messaging us wanting to come on now 
because it's laid back. They can talk about what they want to talk about. And That's for the it. first time, they're not getting grilled or someone well, isn't trying they're not, to get they're not, them Yeah, they're something. not going to be grilled about what's the politics that's going on at the team. <laughs> they're not going to be asked about, you know, the latest upgrade on their car. Or tire deg. Tire deg or any of that or like, you know, you know, glazing your brakes or whatever, no. you know. And, and I think just just being able to talk to people about what they love and why they love it mm. allows other people to listen to it and go, well, this is why I love it. And this is why I can love it as well. And just, you know, it's just freeing it up and opening it up. And there are so many new fans to the sport that to have that opportunity to listen and to learn and to be part of that journey altogether. I think it's great. I just, I love it. I love what you guys do. I think Thank it's fantastic. Nice I really do. I, really I think do. this year really showed how many new fans there were. There's yeah. been more new fans than I even oh, yeah, imagined. It's been crazy. When we yeah. meet people out at these races, we talk to fans. They're like, oh yeah, I got into it through Drive Survive. Just started watching. Loads of people say yeah. that. But mate, we've had people say that we got into it because of what we do. That's there's amazing. Not many, there's not many of them. That's but there amazing. are some yeah. people. And, and even to go as far as to say, like there's some people who message us and say like, I've had the worst year of my life. And I might not even be here oh, if man. I didn't listen to you guys at six AM on my on my route to work. Yeah. And that is like that's when you really start to realise that uh oh, this is like But that's important. It's the power of sport, isn't it? It's like music. It's something that transcends and speaks to people and mm. it's an escape for so many people from, you know, the normality of life, which isn't which isn't easy for a no. lot of people. And it, it, it creates that level of escapism, which is why I, I really dislike the whole gatekeeping thing is that if somebody finds something that they love and they enjoy and it brings something positive to their life, no one has the right to turn around and tell them you don't deserve to be a fan because you're new to this or mm. you don't understand, so you're not worthy. Fuck that and yeah. fuck you if that's what you're coming out with. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, but actually you're not a fan because this isn't your thing to gatekeep. It's not yours exclusively. It's everyone's, you know, and, and we can all find love and, and passion and joy in this thing. And I don't understand anybody who loves this sport, who would want to stop anyone else from loving this sport because yeah. it's, it's phenomenal. I, I also think, I think we've done a good job of paving a way into if the If you sport. do say so yourself. Yeah, no, well, <laughs> not necessarily a good job of the podcast, but I think we have done a good job of opening a door into the sport for oh, other creators. Totally. Because there has never really been anyone that's gone in and done similar to what we've done, like who isn't backed by a massive brand or company or something, you know, like we've just gone on our own kind of in. Mm. And there's so many creators around the world, YouTubers, people who make content that probably wouldn't have got opportunities that I think we've opened the door. But yeah, but to be, to be able to say, look, you don't have to know everything and you don't have to bullshit your way into it by going, I know everything about mm. the sport, listen to me, my opinion is valid because I know everything. Actually, you can create something where you say, I'm learning, yeah. let's go on this journey together. And that's, that in many ways is, is, you know, a huge, huge positive because people sniff out bullshit really, really fast and you'd get sniffed out in a heartbeat, particularly 100. in this game, if you, mm. if you said that you knew what you were talking about and you didn't. Mm. So to just be honest and upfront and say, we want to learn. We get away with everything. Come, mm. come with us, come with us while we interview Nico Rosberg and go, so you're a world champion, are you? When did that happen? You know, like, you know, like, Mika Heineken. You're like, really? Heineken, But that's it. That's, exa that's exactly it. And I, and I love that. And that's, that's what a lot of content creation can be and should be. You know, we just had a massive meeting at Formula One about you know, what do we need to do with F1.com and with the, you know, with the YouTube channel and all this. And, mm. and there is a perception of 
a level of knowledge that people will automatically have. But mm. what if you don't? You know, do we should we be creating explainers for well, people who are new to the sport? And we were like, well, actually, yeah, we really should. You guys have done that this year. You really have. We try to, but yeah, but, but, it, but it can be better, and it can it yeah. can be and should be more for people who are totally new to the sport. You know, you watch a, a race for the first time or qualifying or something. There's a purple sector. We just accept that people know what a purple sector is. But if it's mm. your first time watching qualifying, none of those colours, you know, on the timing chart. It's the, it's the gold what, one. I still don't know what yellow means. Anything. The gold one. Golden, golden to white. Yeah, yeah, I, don't, yeah, yeah, I still yeah, don't know yeah, what it means when it goes gold. Yeah, so it's, it's got to explain all those what things What does green to mean? Green means fastest so far? Green means personal best. Purple means best of all. Yeah, purple means fastest <laughs> out in that queue. I can't believe we're still asking this one year. <laughs> no, but, but what does yellow mean? Yellow means... When it goes gold. That you've... <laughs> In the bar, gold. there's three. <laughs> Basically, it, the yellow and the white is determined because the the lap that they were on is like the white times will come up. But then if they go around and so that it's not their personal best and it's not a best of all. It's just a set. Oh, OK. Right? Oh, okay. So that'll be in white. So the next lap through that they do, it will come up as yellow to differentiate between this is a new lap. Uh, oh, that makes sense. OK. Because otherwise, if it was white. Oh, because what's that beep? It's the dishwasher. Dishwasher's dishwasher. Done. Um, because otherwise, if it was white, and then they went through for the new lap, and then the next one came up was, and they went came through for the next lap, and it was white, then your eye wouldn't be drawn to it, so you wouldn't know that it's on a new lap. Okay. They have a set a new lap, so it's. You are right though. There's thousands of fans, and there's so much to take in. If you are watching for the first time, if you've just clicked on that channel and you're watching your first ever F1 race, it's, so, it's going to be impossible to figure out what's going on. So much to take on board. So, you know, we can do, uh, Formula One, we can do so much better at explaining to new fans the things that they, that they need to know. Um, and there's a, as I said, there's a lot that we take for granted, having done this for however many decades that everyone, everyone knows. Mm. Yeah. And again, coming back to what you guys do, it's wonderful because you're saying there is no such thing as a stupid question. You know, you can ask anything. Because if you don't know the answer to it, it's not a stupid question. It's a genuine question, you know? Yeah. And anybody that says it's a stupid question, well, that's only because you know the answer. It's hilarious because we can ask a driver a question which will seem stupid and they won't know the answer. And yeah. that's when it really opens the door. People are watching like, and you're like, they, they, the driver doesn't know the answer. You How go. are we meant to? Yeah, 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 you know? yeah, yeah, well, I'm exactly. sure you knew, right? But did you know that when they change gear or when it's ready to change gear, they get a beep in their ear? Yep. Yeah. We didn't know that. Yeah, we were fascinated. We thought it was just the lines on, Amazing, the, on the wheel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one has explained that to us. No one's mentioned it on TV. No one said anything about it ever. It's great, isn't it? It's really, it's really, really well, cool. because their focus is so many different places. They've yeah. got a, yeah, 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 yeah. What it's do you incredible. think about, I want to quickly ask why she's here. What do you think about um, Ricardo to Red Bull? Is that a media move? It seems very much like. I don't, I don't get any of it. No, I don't really either. That's why I want I'm, to know. I don't understand how one of the highest regarded drivers, one of the best overtakers in the sport, multiple Grand Prix winner, ends up without a contract. I don't. I don't get it. Like, well, he was offered. He was offered two. Yeah, but when you turn those, down, so here's here's the thing. He says, right, I'm taking a year out in '03 because there'll be better options in '04. Mm. What are your options? Because mm. you ain't getting a seat at Mercedes. You're not going to get a race seat at Red Bull. You're not going to get a race seat at Ferrari. You're not going to Aston because that's all blocked up with Fernando and Lance. You definitely ain't going back to McLaren. You aren't going to Alpine because they didn't want you mm. when the whole thing came out that you were a free agent. Uh, you've turned down Williams. You've turned down Haas. So you're hanging out for the Alfa Romeo drive. You're holding out for Audi on the off chance that you get that. Yeah. 
are you really is mm. that what you're holding out for like i don't i don't it doesn't really make a lot of sense to me and you can say until you're blue in the face oh yeah but look at nico hulkenberg okay great he's got a hass seat like he's not going to win a world championship no, in the hats no and I worry that Daniel Ricciardo is going to spend some of the best years of his career sat on the sidelines waiting for a chance that might not come when he could be off racing NASCAR or he could be off racing IndyCar or doing something that... And I know why he's not racing. is because he's lost love for it and he's lost the, 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 the sort of the passion that he felt for it. Why? Fine, well, go and race something that you enjoy. Why has he lost that passion for it? Because I can't wrap because I don't know the guy. At McLaren, it just it never meshed for him with the car. Like he felt great with the team and everything, but yeah. it just it never quite meshed. And so when you keep getting you know your backside handed to you by by Lando, it just chips away at your confidence and bop 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 to the point that he just he he was lost, completely mm. lost. And yeah. I get that he's lost the love for it, but then go and do mm. something that brings that love back. Go and you know go and race in IndyCar. Go and race in that. Go and do something. If Danny Rick went to NASCAR, they would have a whole Netflix series around following Danny Rick. Yep. That would, and it would make NASCAR 10 times bigger than it is around the world. I think, I think outside of America, it would be huge for NASCAR. I, I don't know anything about massive. NASCAR. I think go, if he went to IndyCar, it would be huge for IndyCar, not just globally, but also in America. Because um, IndyCar is not hitting the same figures that Formula One is stateside. But you mm. take Daniel Ricciardo and put him in IndyCar, IndyCar's figures will suddenly rise. Well, in and the Daniel US, love it. it's yeah, not yeah. bigger than F1. Mm. I thought it would be. No, no, no. Formula One's bigger than IndyCar now. Damn. It's pulling in more more viewers. Um, yeah, the sort of the drive to survive thing with it has been has been mad. Yeah. You know, when I broadcast Formula One in the states, we were getting five hundred thousand viewers. Now it's getting like two million. Yeah, wow. which is I crazy. Saw that actually, it's huge. It's absolutely huge. Um, yeah, and IndyCar's amazing. Like it's great racing. Um, they're all in pretty much the same car, just two engine manufacturers. Um, and there's like anyone out of eighteen drivers can win a race every, every weekend. Yeah, that's exciting. It's like Formula Two. Like it's um, in terms of how competitive it is, it's <laughs> amazing. There have been F1 drivers that have gone to IndyCar already, hasn't there? Marcus Ericsson. You know, went over. He was Charles Leclerc's teammate when they were at Alfa Romeo together. Mm. He went over, won the Indy 500 this year. Damn. You know, it's crazy. Racing for Chip Ganassi. You know, Daniel could have been his teammate because yeah, Jimmy... he could have been somewhere winning. Because Jimmy Johnson, who was like the greatest NASCAR driver of all time, went over, did a couple of seasons in IndyCar. Didn't really work out for him. So he announced he was quitting around the same time that Daniel was left with nothing. Pick up the phone to Chip Ganassi. And Chip's like one of the most successful team bosses in IndyCar, one of the most successful team bosses stateside of all time. Mm -hmm. Hi, Chip. Would you like Daniel Ricciardo in your car? Yes, please. You know, Chip Ganassi's got a saying, which is, you know, I love winners. And mm -hmm. that's, yeah, that's Daniel. Yeah, I think, he I, think he, I think he would have taken him in a heartbeat. And he wouldn't have needed to do the ovals. He could have just done road and street courses if he wanted to. Mm. That's perfectly within the realms of possibility. And is, I think it would have been great for him. Is there no way that Red Bull have took him to replace Perez? Nah. Because Perez is, goes contract ends next year. Yeah, but I don't see it. I just don't see it. No, neither do I really. Imagine though. I, if I, it, honestly, if it happens... I thought before the season. I'd be, I'd be so happy for Daniel. But then you're like... How does he fare with Max? Well, he's just thrown away five years of his life by doing the two years at Renault, two years at McLaren, one year on the sidelines when he could have just stayed there originally. Could have stayed, yeah. He can't go back, but... you. It, it would be so painful to look at all those missed opportunities. Mm. Is he going to beat Max in the same car? No. Could he have beaten Max earlier, five years ago, four years ago? They'd have been close. Yeah. He would have won a ton more races, probably had a shot at the championship. And then Max takes over and, and runs to it. But I think Daniel would be 
I think, a lot happier with where his career had gone if he'd stayed at Red Bull. Mm. Even with the writing being on the wall that Max was the new was the new favourite. We'll have to wait and see what happens with Daniel then. We will. Yes. <laughs> will. Yes. Considering you know so much about Formula One. Oh God. Right. We want to do. We want to get a few predictions from you. Oh no! For not next again. Year. <laughs> no, yeah, because we did it at the start of this year. But how many want... did I get wrong? All of them. Uh, Apart actually, from Valtteri no, not winning a race. You actually got some right. You did get some right, I think. I what, can't even remember what us. we predicted. No, you did a couple podium predictions for races and stuff like that. Oh, okay. And I think we text you. But um, so like, oh yeah, who's <laughs> winning the constructors next year? And give us your give us your. To- I mean, this is hard because we don't even know what the cars are going to so be this, like. Okay. So you've learned something very important yeah. this year, which is that this year has some bearing, but not all on what will happen next year yeah, because yeah. we won't know a thing until those cars hit the track mm. for testing. Who's pulled out something brilliant? Who's made a mistake like Mercedes did this year? Mm. You know, because if we're sitting here and this is 2021 rather than 2022 and you say, who's the favorite for the season? It's Mercedes. Yeah. And then we finish testing and you're like, well, we can forget about Mercedes because it's all going to be about Ferrari and Red Bull. Mm. But we could never have said that December 21. No way. For yeah. sure. And okay, Everything next year is a development on what happened this year because the cars remain pretty much the same. There's a couple mm-hmm. of new regs in terms of what they're doing with the floor, but nothing revolutionary. Okay, so it makes it a bit tighter. Should And, and, and essentially, you can take it, finishing order from 22, roll that to 23, and you're, that's your starting point. And mm. then you need to see who's turned up with what for, for testing and how that will just, you know. It's very unlikely that an Alfa Romeo is suddenly going to be P1. Mm. But it could happen. Okay, so but it so could happen. happen. All right, so that bot-ass tattoo is still on the cards, oh, maybe. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Don't, like, well, wait, I don't know. You, I give don't us, know. you give us your, who's going to win the constructors, who you think is going to actually, which driver is going to win the championship, and then maybe like your top three. It's very difficult to look past Red Bull at the moment. Um, and I don't think the full effects of everything from the fallout from them going over the budget cap is going to be totally felt until 24. Okay. So I think 23 could still be a Red Bull year. Um, but I think Mercedes will be closer. Mm-hmm. It remains to be seen what the the turmoil at Ferrari does there. Um, Ferrari's a, a tough one. It's a real tough one. If they can get... You know, look... Fred's not going to be able to affect anything about the car. The car is set in stone from mm. three quarters of the way through 2022 as to what it will be in 23. And there's a good foundation for that car. So theoretically, they should have a competitive car going into next year. If the if the power unit doesn't lunch itself, it's going to be it'll it'll be good. What Fred needs to do is tighten the ship, get the strategy better, get proper decisions being made on the pit wall, um, regiment that pit crew better and set up some form of a barrier between the team and the, the internal politics of Ferrari. And if he can do that in the short term and really solidify his position at the helm of the team, mm. then Ferrari could be super competitive next year. And I think everyone's hoping that they will be. Yeah. Um, the big question is, can McLaren or Alpine take a step up and make it a four-way fight? Hmm. And that's the hard that's that the would hard be epic. Part. That would be great. I would yeah. love a four-way. I'd love it. Everyone I mean it's been close that. this year anyway, but yeah. yeah. Would Everyone love that. Would, there's still that little gap. Yeah. You know. And if that can be closed up and those teams can take that that step up. Mm. And that's what happened with the new set of regulations, you 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 rebuild the ceiling that everyone's 
going towards and and ultimately the top teams will get closer and closer and the closer you get to the ceiling the smaller the gap the smaller the the, the um, steps are that you can make to increase your performance as you get closer and closer to the ceiling mm-hmm. whereas the teams that are further down can keep making those big jumps until ultimately everyone is pushed up to within this finite point at the top where it gets more and more and more and more and more competitive yeah. and the field goes like that um, so what you hope is that year on year everybody just gets closer, closer together and closer yeah and so that's that's the that's the hope for next year so you think red bull have probably got the championship again yeah potentially. I, th- I think do you know what one interesting storyline for next year is going to be fernando and aston martin do you think yeah they got the new factory coming well, or, just or the in new terms winter. Of how many races it takes until the whole thing blows up i oh. do you know what i mean really yeah <laughs> Yeah. Oh, you mean between the Be- two? Between the two. Okay. Yeah. It, okay. It could be. It's. Uh, yeah. And and who's winning that argument? Because I would Nobody. say it's just it's gonna. Well, Stroll has yeah, a bit of power. There's there's the potential for there to be real horns. <laughs> Fucking locking. nuclear explosion. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like give it five races. It's like and the two whole stars thing. colliding. <laughs> yeah, like, like yeah, like like a supernova or whatever. Yeah, you know. Like creating a, creating sure. a black a black hole as yeah. you know the, the, this this star sort of implodes. It's you know, Fernando doesn't have much tolerance for, right. for failure <laughs> sure and, for and he wants things done in a specific way, which is Fernando's way. And mm. then you've got obviously Lawrence that wants things done his way. And it will be very interesting mm. to see how those two very strong characters meld or don't meld at Aston Martin. And I think there are quite a few <clears> people that are just waiting for the point at which it it explodes we'll it's, hang around that's the it's going to be like oil and water in it really i don't think they're going to mix but it'll make for an exciting year you, you want to make my prediction yeah give us your three because you know will's got to give an expert opinion so he needs to see the cars and test yeah so we can't on. push what's out your, what's your predi- i haven't really made i haven't really made a prediction yet no, no, that, what's your, what's... i'll give you mine first it's tough it is tough really i think red bull will still be there yeah to be honest but i do think mercedes could could pip ferrari i think i think red bull mercedes ferrari yeah. For my top three, I think Max has probably got the championship again. Yeah. Unless, you know, unless Leclerc can actually fo- focus a bit more and not make as many mistakes. I'm really trying here. Yeah, no, no. Uh, thank you. Um, but yeah, I think Max has got it. I think, yeah, Red Bull, Mercedes, Ferrari. Cool. Okay, that's not bad. And Alonso in fourth. I've, I think Red Bull as well, but I don't think they'll win the Constructors. You think... Mercedes? I, I think it, I think it will go like Red Bull Mercedes, and I think Mercedes would win the constructors. But I think Max will win. Max will win the drivers. Well, Mercedes, good Mercedes, Mercedes will win the constructors. Because you've got George and Lewis both consistent. But then I think we may even see McLaren ahead of Ferrari. Ooh. Well, but this is the thing with the turmoil at Ferrari. It it could happen. But then you've got turmoil at McLaren. You know, like how we're saying, they, every team has a budget cap. McLaren have the money to spend the budget cap. Like, yeah, they'd, they'd be up at the. That's what cap. I mean. So yeah. they, they've got the money to produce a car. They've got. Two of the best young drivers. You know, I think they're going to be able to do something. Yeah, you've got Oscar, who who is going to win. We asked him, we said, are you going to play it safe next year? He said, oh, yeah, he he said no, I'm win. fucking going balls to the wall. I'm yeah, going to try yeah, yeah. and win races. We've got to trust our guests. So that's, and that's, the, that's the huge thing, isn't it? You've got Lando, who's one of the highest regarded drivers in the sport at the moment, probably top three driver of, of 2022. He's not going to want the kid showing him up, but the kid's going to be racing They're going to, be to show him up. And there's, it. it's, there's going to be no lo- love loss between mm. those two. George and Lewis, put them in a competitive car. How long until that turns yeah. sour? Oh, it's you getting know? excited. I can't uh, wait. You've, yeah. got, you've got 
again, the dynamic at Ferrari. Charles has raced for Fred in junior categories. He raced for him at Alfa Romeo. How much will that friendship yes. align Fred and potentially the team towards Charles and not towards Carlos? Will that happy nature continue at Ferrari? Oh How God. long until Checo completely you know, checks out at Red Bull, given what happened at the end of the season. Max and Checo, there's a little bit of needle between them there. Gasly and Ocon at Alpine. They could make a huge step forwards Alpine, but if those drivers don't get on and we know they don't like each other very much, mm. that's potentially explosive. Aston, Aston Martin, Martin make a competitive wow. leap forward and suddenly it blows up between Fernando and Lawrence. You know, ha what haven't we looked at yet? You've been um, doing Alpha fucking... Alpha 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 you've been doing Alpha Drive to Survive way too much. Alfa Romeo at the moment looks like the steady ship in, yeah. the, in the storm. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's, the, it's the one team that might... Might might just be like kind of nice and calm, and right. Nick DeVries comes through to take a shock win in the in the yeah, Alpha Tauri. Imagine Alpha that. Tauri win the, the championship. I'll make a prediction right now that I reckon there'll be a mid-season driver swap. Oh, like a hundred percent. I don't know where, but I reckon it's going to happen. As Fernando marches off Someone's into the sunset. Someone's leaving mid-season, like yeah. without a doubt. And Felipe Drogovic gets the call up. Would be, love would that. Love. Come on, Felipe. <laughs> they would have two F1 drivers on our leaderboard. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Well, to be fair, we're going to have another one, but we can't say you yet. Remember? Ooh. What, next start of next year? Yeah, remember? Yeah, we will, actually. Yeah? Yeah. A few more coming. Any, and the any... guy that was meant to be on this week as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Any oh, clues? Uh... Ah, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a camera there. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you're mouthing it. You can we'll see it. Exactly. Put something <laughs> yeah, exactly. Put a big black box. <laughs> yeah. I would love mouth, to tell so people, listen, we're just not allowed. They can wait. Very cool. And there we go then. That's the end of the finale pissed up Christmas. That is the end oh, of the wow. Christmas episode. End of, end of Unless you one. do want to fire out a top three. Or if you want to wait till then. I, I, look, I, th I, think, I think any combination of, of Red Bull, Mercedes, Ferrari, it's going to be it's going to be huge fun. I just, I, I love testing. I love going to the test and seeing what everyone's brought and just reading people's body language mm. because you can't read anything in the times. All you can do is watch the drivers and look at, are they happy? Are their shoulders slumped forward or are they looking confident? Are they walking around with a stride in their step or are yeah. they kind of shuffling around the paddock? And you know within a day who's, you know, king of the hill who's feeling really confident going into the year and who's thinking it's going to be a really tough season. Mm. And that's what I love about testing. Yeah. I absolutely love it. And then we get to the first race and we're all proved completely wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Great. So I you're going to be that. out for Bahrain testing? Yeah, I'll be out in Bahrain for testing. We, we, we might try and get there somehow. Do it. It's, honestly, it's such fun. Just You can go and walk trackside and watch the cars and see how they're oh, reacting by the side mate. of the track. We'll and it's, kind of, it's much more chilled out. It's much easier and the cars are banging around all day so it's yeah. it's really <clears throat> fun just an opportunity to talk to people figure out what's actually going on and how people are genuinely feeling it's it's really good great will man it's it's been an honor oh guys just, don't just, be not silly. even just today just to meet you like you have like we spoke about it like you defending us on twitter and shit <laughs> and just just being a good bloke and like welcoming us with open arms which a lot of people in f1 have done so thank you yeah. because thank you from the beginning Pleasure, this boys. is not a joke to us now this i guess this is looking like it's going to be our career so you're like the I'm guy glad. you're like the guy in the office who's like yes boys <laughs> <laughs> guys i'm so glad honestly like you know we had this chat 10 months ago and uh I could tell how much you loved the sport already and how much you wanted to just bring to it and open it up. So 
I've loved following you this year and I can't wait to follow you for many years to come because I love what you guys do and just your presence in the paddock is uh, a big, shining, bouncy ball of joy <laughs> uh, and happiness. So uh, I love it, boys. Thank you so much for having me on. Mate, thank you so much and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, guys. <laughs> and Merry people Christmas. of Pit Stop, that is the end of season one. Fab and Jake are now taking a break. We'll be back in early Jan. We have uploaded all year, two or three episodes a week. We need a break. This is episode 89. This is episode 89. Didn't manage to quite crack 100, but we'll get there. There is a big movie coming out on our YouTube of everything filmed behind the scenes. We're going to stop these cameras now and we'll be back in early Jan. Thank you for the best year of our lives and we will see you beginning of Jan. Yeah, and the Discord is coming soon. Yeah, Not sure soon. when, but it's coming soon. Merry Christmas, everyone. Will, thank you so thanks, much. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, mate. See you guys soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> oh, that's the end of season one. Well done, boys. Congratulations. Thanks, brother. Really, congratulations. Thank you so much. Well done. Really well done. Well done. No, 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 no. It's been a crazy year, I must admit. I wasn't sure what to expect from it at all, but it's actually oh, mate, it's exceeded my expectations. You smashed it. You know, you gave it everything. You... As with everything in life, you know, you get out of it what you put in. Powered by Spirit Studios.